It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs, online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced, white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. And, Dirk, I'm not sure we've had so much news to talk about in a two-day period like we're going to have to talk about today from uh, Tuesday's show. Why did Nebraska hire a new coach? (laughs) Racing news-wise, I guess. Okay. As we suspected, the big, the keystone finally landed, and now we're starting to get announcements of where everybody else is going. Uh, although we haven't had the landslide yet, I think it, it's the floodgates are now opened and deals will start getting announced over the next coming weeks. Probably. Um, so let's start off with the big news. Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., Kyle Bush sat down at uh, the NASCAR uh, Hall of Fame, I believe and made the announcement that he is going to be headed to Richard Childress Racing. It was an interesting press conference, nonetheless. Uh, A couple of things I gleaned from it, and we'll kind of go point by point as I was able to sit and watch it a little bit. He made sure and thanked everybody that got him to this point. He said that it's been a long journey, and he was eternally grateful to Joe Gibbs Racing and to Toyota for everything they've done. And then, uh, but obviously he would be moving to another organization. He's kind of briefly talked about how when he sat down with this new owner, this new potential boss, that he knew right away that he was in the right situation. Um, Obviously, he's not going to sit up there and say, well, you know, that was my only option, so I signed the contract that was in front of me. (laughs) I think the biggest part of the news out of that whole deal is that they put an option out for Kyle's son, Brexton, at seven (laughs) years old. Yeah, I thought that was really, I thought that was pretty cool. So two things happened when he introduced Richard Childress as his boss. They they brought Richard on. He had a microphone in his hand and he said, Kyle, first things first, I, I forgot to give you a signing bonus uh, for joining the team. So here you go. And he hands him a box and inside of it is a watch, which is just I mean, that's the kind of stuff you can't make up and you can't write it into a movie because it would it wouldn't be as funny as it is in real life. And then he said, Kyle, if you don't mind, I, I'd like to get uh, Samantha and Brexton up here. I want to talk to them. Um, family's a big part of what we do at Richard Childress Racing. And as soon as they got up there, Richard handled, handed uh, Brexton a contract and said, if you ever want to come and race for Richard Childress Racing, you've got an option, which I thought was just, that was really, really neat. It's classy. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, nobody's ever accused Richard Childress of not being classy, but right. I mean, that was over the top. Um, I just want to know if the watch was a Rolex Daytona. Maybe it's got Kansas Speedway on it. <laughs> I don't know why that's Kansas Speedway, but well, that isn't that where the beating happened? It could be. I, I'm pretty sure that's where the beating happened. Was it Kansas Speedway about ten years ago? No, yeah, it wasn't exactly a beating. I mean, it was more like one punch, but it yeah. did land. Yeah, because yeah. he um, had uh, he had cuts on his face uh, for the next couple of weeks as it healed. But, but, uh, anyways, yeah, there was a cut on his forehead that I remember up yeah. above his nose, bridge of his nose, I guess. And then he had another one when he got into the fight with Joey Logano and his crew member. Logano's crew member pushed him to the ground or something like that. Yeah, I and mean, he hit his face on the front of the car. I think what he actually did. So Yeah. So but, it brought up the question when they announced that Kyle Busch would be headed to the eight car. 
Uh, I can't remember the exact sequence of events, but I'm pretty sure that they hadn't announced the car number yet. And when he said, I'll be heading over to Richard Childress Racing, they brought Richard on stage. They did the watch, the contract for Brexton. And then Richard sat down and said, uh, you know, I met with Tyler Reddick about an hour ago and informed him that he would not be driving the number eight car next season, although he is still under contract to race with us. So as that press conference developed, it seemed more and more, and people were asking questions at this point. And he did say, we do not have a charter purchased, but we will be getting one for a third charter. So Tyler Reddick right now is going to stay racing for Richard Childress Racing. Another thing I'm going to throw in there before I get your opinion on this whole situation is they unveiled the car a little bit later, and it is a completely blank car. No sponsors whatsoever. So what what happens with Tyler Reddick? Is he going to farm him out and try to sell him out to Toyota a year early and move all those sponsors over to the eight of Kyle Busch? Or is Richard Childress going to remain uh, loyal to that contract and allow Tyler Reddick to race for him in 2023? Um, that probably all depends on how much money Toyota wants to pay him. Yeah. And exactly, I mean, if all the sponsors are contracted with Tyler Reddick, then he's pretty much got to go ahead and put a ride together for him. Yeah. Even if, you know, Toyota is going to buy out the money. Now, if Toyota comes up with something that's relatively equal to what all those sponsors are, which would fund the car for Kyle Busch, you know, kind of be kind of be kind of weird having a Camaro SS, you know, sponsored by Toyota, but <laughs> you know, and and that's not what he would do. No, they wouldn't put Toyota on the side of that car. <laughs> no, but I mean, Richard could probably move money around because he's got a few irons in the fire. I know he's got a big winery. He could sponsor the car through the winery, mm-hmm. but use the majority of the funds from what Toyota gave our RCR. You know, there's so much stuff that could happen. The fact that he announced that he's going to get a third charter for Tyler, that took out what I said. He had Tyler under contract. He could have sat on Tyler and made Tyler sit out a year. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I don't see that happening. I mean, it's honestly, if, if it wasn't for only 10 cars being on the lead lap at Daytona, Tyler would be the shining light at Richard Childress Racing. And quite frankly, he is. But as it is right now, they've got two cars in the playoffs. But a talent like Tyler Reddick, you know, and Kyle Busch sits in there. And, and what was it even? Casey Kane. I remember a contract with him a few years ago where he signed with somebody, but he was under contract with another team. And did they make him sit out a year? Um, I don't remember him sitting out a year anywhere. I just think there's been a lot of buyouts. And, you know, I'm just thinking if Toyota comes in, you know, and tells Richard Childress, we'll pay you, you know, whatever the contract is you've got under Tyler right now, we'll buy out that contract. Richard Childress is going to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows he's worth so much more than that. Richard Childress is a smart businessman. Everybody's thinking Richard Childress dumped on Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick signed a contract and gave an option year to Richard Childress Racing. Right. And Richard Childress called the the option. Yeah. And it really sounded like Richard Childress wasn't aware that Tyler was in contract talks with another team. Like it kind of, it kind of blindsided him. Yeah, exactly. I think he was totally blindsided. And I mean, in my book, Tyler, Tyler walked on Richard Childress Racing. You know, everybody said, oh, no, no, no. Richard Childress caused all this. No, he didn't. 
Tyler signed a contract, gave Richard Childress an option. Richard Childress called it. There's nothing on Richard Childress in this whole deal. And then Tyler, you know, as far as I'm concerned, and and I'm sure it was Tyler's hand, handlers, you know, hey, you know, you can race for Richard next year. And I'm sure he got probably three times as much money for going to the Toyota team. Yeah. Going to 2311. I'm sure it's a it's a big pay raise, but it might have been a bigger pay raise if he stayed with Richard Childress and just honored his contract on the option year, you know, but to jump out even before he started the option year to me is just crazy. Well, and we don't know what what the conversa- conversation between Reddick and Richard Childress Racing was. Reddick might have turned around and said, hey, Toyota offered me this. And Richard Childress said, good, go. We're not we're not matching that. We're not going to pay it. That's what I would love to get Tyler Reddick on the show uh, after he is done at Richard Childress Racing and see if we can get more information about how that whole negotiation transpired because this isn't the first big driver that Richard Childress racing is allowed to get away from him. Um, it's the first time it's been done like this. It's the first time he says, Hey, we've got an option on Tyler Reddick and we're going to exercise it. So he's going to be here with us for 2023. And then a month and a half or two months later, Tyler says, well, for 2024, I'll be over at 2311 racing toilets. Yeah. I don't think there was any talk between Tyler and Richard Childress. I really don't. Only time will tell. I think Tyler said, you know, Tyler probably is. People probably asked for a raise. Hey, he's in the playoffs. You know, he's the best driver in your stable of two. Mm -hmm. And he deserves a raise. And Richard Childress said, I got a contract here. And that's what I'm going to pay him. Yeah. Um, Whether Tyler hated it or his people hated it, where that came from. But a couple weeks later, he's announcing his move a year in advance, a year, year and a third in advance. Well, and I highly doubt that that contract with Toyota came together or 2311 racing came together in a couple of weeks. This stuff takes months to figure out. Not all of it. Not all of it. If they made him an offer, like I said, that was three times the money, it wouldn't take a whole lot of thinking. Yeah. Maybe to- maybe 2311 had all the sponsors lined up and ready to go. And and maybe they were able to just offer him. You, yeah. I, I take that back. You, you, he, that may have came together pretty quickly. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, Toyota does things a little bit different. You know, the Toyota teams don't have engine shops. All those engines come directly from Toyota. Mm -hmm. Isn't it, it was, is it still Joe Gibbs Racing that builds the engines? Now that I'm not sure if if they've moved that over. It used to be TRD out of California did all the engines. That's what happened in that Matt Kenseth deal when he was driving for JGR. And he had that engine that had the, the couple pistons that were just a few grams to like three grams too light. Right. And that was one of the few penalties that have ever been overturned. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the way it used to be. I mean, Toyota was funding a lot of the stuff they did, a yeah. lot of it. So, so time will tell what's going to go on with Tyler Reddick. Uh, do you think he races for in 2023? Are you? Do you even want to go out on a limb and try to say that? Or is just too many moving parts to be able to narrow down an opinion yet? No, no. He's racing somewhere. I mean, if Richard Childress hadn't have said in that big press conference – we're going to have a charter and a third car. Then I would say, yeah, there's a good chance he don't race. But when he come out and said that, I mean, it's all over everything. It's on Twitter. It's on mm-hmm. It's everywhere. You know, now he'd be going back on his word if he doesn't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did. He said that we have a contract for Tyler Reddick to race with us in 2023. He also said we're getting a, a charter for a third car. Yeah. 
And they could, by the way, those that are wondering, he, he could lease a charter, which is a smarter way to go. You don't want to buy an entire charter, it, especially since he seems more comfortable being a two-car organization. Well, that might be the funding. I mean, if he had sponsorship for four cars, I guarantee you he'd have four cars. Right. The funding's not there right now. In years past, there were people knocking down the door to get into to advertise on NASCAR. Well, that's not the case right now. Right. Unfortunately. Another part of this whole deal was that Kyle did confirm that Kyle Busch Motorsports, the truck series team, the now Craftsman truck series team. Well, not now. Right now, it's still the uh, yeah the camping world, but Craftsman will be next back next year. Uh, KBM, the truck series team, is not a part of this contract with which Richard Childress Racing. To me, that sounded like a yet. They, he did say that they're still working on the details and that hopefully they'll get that figured out soon. But uh, as of right now, KBM is uh, does not have a deal to run anywhere next year. You wouldn't suppose they would stay at Toyota, do you? No, I don't see that happening. But I don't know what their you know what KBM's contracts are with Toyota. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I would think his contract, the KBM contracts and stuff, were probably running concurrent because I'm sure this was always in his mind. You know, if I have to leave Joe Gibbs, you know, I don't want to have to keep my trucks under a different make type deal. So I'm sure everything's synced up, but it might not be. Yeah. You know, I um, don't think Kyle's really stupid. I mean, he's done real well with KBM. Um, you know, at one point he branched it out into an Xfinity Series team, too, or a couple teams. And then that all merged with Joe Gibbs. And I think that's all under Gibbs now is the KBM is just, uh, I think, three truck teams, I think. Yeah. So earlier on Wednesday morning, uh, Brandon Jones announced that he's going to be joining junior motorsports with uh, team Chevy in 2023. Looks like he'll be in the number nine car for junior motorsports. So good news for Brandon Jones. Uh, always did like that kid. He's, he's a good young driver and I think he'll fit in well at junior motorsports. Well, he's done better as he's gotten more mature. He made a lot of silly mistakes when he was young. Yeah. He put his nose in a lot of places. He tore up a lot of equipment. You know, a lot. he put his nose in places he shouldn't have been, but he tore up a lot of equipment. But uh, he's won his share of races. He's a pretty consistent finisher. And uh, maybe at, at Junior Motorsports, he can get polished and get to the next level. Currently at Joe Gibbs Racing in the number 19 Toyota. So um, another announcement that one of their drivers is leaving. Again, this is in the Xfinity Series, not the Cup Series or the Truck Series. But uh, one of their promising young drivers that uh, jumped ship and, and took a contract at another organization. And hopefully we'll see him up in the Cup Series soon. I think, didn't he have a couple of Cup Series starts? Yeah, I think he's, he's ran a couple races. But, I mean, he's never been, he's never collected Cup points. Let's put it that way. So yeah. I actually don't see that he's got any Cup Series starts. So maybe he hasn't yet. Yeah, I was, I thought he'd had a, like one or two, but. Maybe they were, you know, deals fell through or something like that. Yeah. So. Um, and then NASCAR announced their 2023 schedule that, uh, to my relief, does include two Kansas races, May 7th, Sunday, May 7th, and uh, Sunday, September 10th. So basically their weekends are staying the same. Correct. That's what it looked like to me. Daytona is going to end the regular season. Never. Darlington will start the playoffs and Phoenix will be your championship race. Not a lot of changes. Yeah, 
Right. Yeah. That schedule is almost identical to this year when I skimmed it over. So um, I still got the Circus of the Americas on there. And it was really weird when I first opened, opened that up. I'm, I'm skimming through the article and I'm going, boy, this is weird. You know, I'm looking at all these races. And once I found the race that said Portland, I was like, hold on. Yeah. Xfinity <laughs> series. Oh, you know, oh my God. I was just, I was, you know, getting all kinds of dizzy and lightheaded about ready to vomit. Oh no. Uh, let's see. Auto club speedway. And there's another one of the articles we're going to get to. If we got some time, we'll talk more in depth. Probably not though. Uh, auto club speedway after their February 26th race says they are going to begin to pr- uh, proceed with redevelopment of their racetrack. So you and I have had questions about that because we're not completely in the know with, you know, being in Omaha and only having contact with NASCAR twice a year at Kansas Speedway. But, uh, you know, that was supposed to be something that was supposed to happen earlier before COVID. COVID happened. Everything got put on hold. And now uh, they have announced that they plan on moving forward with their redevelopment plans after their uh, February 26th, 2023 race. Well, but they, they've already posted pictures of tearing down grandstand. That's been all over the place, all over NASCAR sites and everything, where they're showing them tearing down the grandstands down like, in, I think it was turns one and two in the picture I saw, um, which if they're going to shorten the track, they have to, you know, yeah. the, the whole grandstand's got to be changed. So I still, you know, they keep saying it's going to be just like Bristol. Well, it ain't going to be anything like Bristol if they're going to keep using, you know, they said they're going to use the, the same pit road. You know, Bristol's pit road isn't isn't even half of what that pit road is at Kansas or at California. Yeah. So we'll see what their plans. We'll see what their plans on for that. They said there there's more details coming in the uh, next couple of months as they get more uh, information put together. But I would suspect they're probably doing construction on the stuff that doesn't affect the race that will happen on uh, February 26th. And then once that happens, then they'll start the major construction part that would uh, would impede their racing ability. Tearing up the track. Yeah. And that's, they've only got one race on the schedule next year, right? They've only had one for the last, I don't know how many years. Yeah. They quit, they quit having two races several years before the pandemic started. And it but, looks like it's going to be a double header weekend with the Xfinity series. Yeah, it usually is. It usually is. Some of the races, I mean, my last race that I worked as an official again at 17 years ago, but that was a triple header weekend. The trucks race on Friday night. Xfinity was on Saturday night. And then the cup race was Sunday afternoon, but uh, I didn't look at it completely. I just looked at one thing on the truck schedule and they're not at Knoxville anymore. So that was the only thing I looked at, but they uh, uh, in tearing down the grandstands, I mean, they haven't been anywhere close to filling them up. So they'll be able to centralize their spectators, so to speak, you know, so Taryn, they can, they can take out probably 30,000 seats and won't, won't affect their attendance. So that's why they've already started on that. That'll probably all be done and probably be if they're reconfiguring the grandstands, that'll probably all be done before February. Uh, another put in the new stuff. Another news that comes in with this announcement is that uh, the Craftsman Truck Series will return to the Milwaukee Mile in August of 2023 as a part of their playoff schedule. The picture That's- they posted has got to be one of the first or second years that they ever had the Craftsman Truck Series. Well, I worked three years up there, I think, mm-hmm. and it's a it's it's the tracks basically New Hampshire. It's a one mile flat track, and 
Heck, one year for the truck race, our pre-race concert was Brad Paisley. I was standing on this with my elbows on the stage watching Brad Paisley because we were done with all our stuff. Just, you know, we're standing in our fire suits watching the concert. But uh, we had to drive up to that. Uh, to the Milwaukee Mile? Yeah. About like a trip to Chicago. Mm. Six, seven hours. We'll see. That's um, end of season for for Eagle. But maybe I could take a weekend off. We'll see. Labor Day weekend or what? No, I think that would be the end. It was August 23rd. So that's roughly second to last or the last points race at Eagle. Ah, okay. Well, when you said starts their playoffs, I forget. Their, their playoffs are so different from Xfinity and Cup. You know, they're yeah. already, in, I think they've already had their first cut down after three races now, I think, in trucks. Oh, hell, that's a Wednesday night. Is that right? Am I seeing that? That must be, I must have read that wrong. It must be the 26th. I don't know. I don't Not have the that. 23rd. Uh, August, August 27th. It's a Sunday. Hmm. That must be an off weekend for the Cup Series. Yeah, um, I wouldn't think so. Oh, Cup Series races Saturday at Daytona. So it's a Friday, Saturday, Xfinity Series, Cup Series at Daytona, Sunday, uh, Truck Series at Milwaukee. Wow, I wonder why the Cup Series went to Saturday. Unless They must be going to a night race. Must be. The only thing I can think of why they would move it to Saturday to yeah, Saturday you, or Sunday. You would not want to compete. Is that is that football season, August 26th? That would be the, the like, first week. Okay. College football where they, you know, do a handful of games like this year. Nebraska played in Ireland and that kind of crap the week before Labor Day. Well, Sunday race, we could go up there. Well, we'll have to see what the schedule shakes out like, but yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a decent trip and hell then maybe go over to Chicago and catch a Cubs game on Monday and maybe stay in Milwaukee and catch a Brewers game on Monday. Um, Who knows? Now you're talking my language. I like that idea. Make it, <laughs> make a trip of it. I always like doing that stuff. One of the major news articles that was posted earlier this week is to, to, to my complete shock, Jeremy Clements. And the 51 Xfinity Series team won their appeal against NASCAR. They were found to have, um, well, the penalty was for intake manifold. Can you remind me of what it was again? The, the base where the carburetor sits on the intake manifold, and, and they didn't have any details. But where that is milled off and where the studs go in and then, then the um, – if they run any type of restrictors goes on top and then the carburetor goes on top, they, from that to the floor, the bottom of the inside of the intake manifold, if I remember right, was too short. Okay. Well, it was they won their appeal. The appeals panel completely reversed the penalty. So they got their $60,000 back. They got their 10 championship playoff points back. They got their 75 driver and owner points back. And more importantly, they got their win back. So they are back in the playoffs, which I believe starts in a week or two. Um, yeah, um, I oh, no. Yeah, it starts this weekend. It starts uh, yeah. Friday at Bristol. Right. Yeah. It, was gonna say, it starts this week. Yeah. So they're back in the playoffs. Big news for uh, for Jeremy Clemens racing. Great news for them. So, I mean, they put out an article and says, you know, even the officials we talked to wanted to know why we did it because it would hurt horsepower. It would yeah. definitely not be a positive. And 
I mean, I don't know where they get their engines or anything like that, but I don't know if it was measured and what the rule book says, if there needed to be a gasket or without a gasket, you know, did they miss by two thousandths of an inch or did they miss by, you know, a hundred thousandths, mm-hmm. you know, a tenth of an inch? I, I don't know. None of that was ever released. Yeah. So, Here's but- all they said was that the appealant did not violate the rules set forth in the penalty notice. That was their only statement. Like I said, and we reached out to Jeremy Clemens Racing to try and get some clarification and to maybe grab an interview, but got no response. So, yeah. And I imagine he's a pretty popular guy this week. So, probably. All right. We're going to move things along just a little bit. I think we're running out of time for the show today. So, let's get to the weekend of racing to come. Thursday, there is two practices available, all opposite ends of the Midwest. The U.S. 30 Speedway will have practice for their annual Abe Lincoln Memorial. It's going to be an open practice on Thursday along with pit crew competition. Uh, Continuing at U.S. 30, Friday is going to see IMCA Race Saver Sprint Cars, Sport Mods, Stock Cars, and Hobby Stocks, all IMCA sanctioned. Adults, 20 bucks to get in. Kids, 11 under, get in for free. Gates opening up at 5.30 with racing at 8 o'clock. And then on Saturday, the Abe Lincoln Memorial will kick off at 4 o'clock with racing action. Uh, Grandstand gates set to open up at 2 o'clock. Late models, modified stock cars, hobby stocks, and sport mods, all uh, IMCA sanctioned. And then we'll have the good old time racing association and the Midwest Classic Stock Car Association. So, Lots of racing to happen on Saturday, September 17th at US 30 for the Abe Lincoln Memorial. And they're starting at four in the afternoon. So that's uh yeah, that's kind of a kind of a different deal. But I think uh they're just thinking maybe the weather, you know, is starting to change. And so apparently this has been a common thing for the Abe Lincoln. They start a little bit late on Friday night to make sure drivers and crews have time to get off of work and get out there. So that's the reason why they're starting at eight o'clock. And then because there's so many more cars scheduled for Saturday and they'll want to be out of there by 10 o'clock or so, they start the racing at four o'clock. So seems a, a little bit late for me on Friday and a little bit early for me on Saturday. But, you know, I, I get what they're going for with uh, getting drivers out there uh, on Friday. It can be a little bit difficult, especially if you're talking about guys coming from, you know, if they're pulling people from Iowa or, uh, or the Omaha area, uh, it's a two hour haul. Yeah. And they don't, you know, they're racing late enough Friday. Nobody should have too bad of a hangover on Saturday. Yeah. Um, All right. So the tradition at Adams County Speedway is the other race that is going on. Thursday is going to be all classes practice. Yep. Uh, Test and tune on Thursday. And then Saturday will be, uh, excuse me, Friday is 1,500 to win for the stock cars, modified 1,000 to win, sport mods 1,000 to win, hobby stock 700 to win, and compacts 300 to win. Saturday, they're paying 2502 to win for the stock cars. That's a part of the Kevin Sharp Memorial. Uh, 1250 to win for the Modifieds. Sport Mods, 1500 to win. Hobby Stocks, 1200 to win. And Compacts, 500 to win. I do believe they're going with, uh, yeah, ACS, Adams County Speedway Weekly Rules. You can find those rules on their website, ACS, acspeed.com. Uh, but the uh, annual tradition Two completely different, two complete shows Friday and Saturday for, for Adams County Speedway. Yeah, I uh, I actually saw something kind of interesting today. Um, uh, here on uh, recording on Wednesday, but I had to run up to the Odessa auction just north of Des Moines up there. Technically, I think it's in Grimes, 
But on the drive up today, I pass this modified, and as I'm coming up on it, about the only thing I can see is the the passenger side skin's gone. You know, it's still got the deck, it's still got the roof, and it's still got the skin on the driver's side. Mm-hmm. But lo and behold, as I get up next to it, I can see one number's a five, and then I see Swanson on the quarter panel, and then I see the other numbers of five. I think this was a Mike Nichols car. It was heading really? east on I-80, and it was already we were already east of Harlan. Hmm. Now, it wasn't Mike Nichols driving the pickup that was hauling it. It was an older fella. But, uh, you know, I just thought it was really bizarre, you know, if Mike Nichols maybe sold as the modified right before the tiny Lund. Yeah. Uh, was it a modified or a sport modified? That, that I couldn't, I, I wasn't paying attention because, you know, I just, oh, here's a modified coming up because yeah. I didn't even think about looking at that until I saw the number. And then I'm trying to look in the mirror and see if there's a spoiler or whatever. That's yeah, basically the only thing you can see, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, we'll have to, I'll reach to out to it. Mike and see what he says. Anyways, uh, Jefferson County Speedway in Fairbury, Nebraska is holding a special race on Saturday. It's the Roy Cooley Memorial featuring the URSS Sprint Car Series. I'm not sure about other series running with it. The flyer doesn't really say. Uh, general admission, 20 bucks. Uh, I meant to get Tommy Denton, who's promoting this on the show. But uh, I never got around to messaging him, which is totally my fault. Um, but Saturday night, kids 500 get in for free. Grandstand gates open at five, racing at six. Again, general admission tickets, 20 bucks. High school students and younger get in for just five bucks. Well, it does um, say sport class is the uh, J Husker Micros. There you go. Uh, a class non wing sportsman restrictor, restrictor juniors, and then the sport compacts. So Along with uh, four or five classes there. Yeah. So that'll be going on in Fairbury, Nebraska at the Jefferson County Speedway. Saturday is the annual Road to Knoxville Super Late Model Racing Series Invitational, 4,000 to win. Um, featuring both series, it was an East, it's an East and West Invitational only race that's going to be going on at Knoxville. And that's a part of their Late Model Nationals, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's the final night. They run. If I remember right, the SLMR will uh, run three or four heats and then run a feature. And because uh, it's an invitational, what do they invite? 30 cars, I th- 30 drivers, I think. I believe so, yeah. And maybe it's three 10 car heats and then run the feature. And uh, then they run uh, the Knoxville, the late, the Lucas Oil cars for their 100 lapper. And I think before, like in between the, uh, SLMR heats and their their a feature. I think they run maybe a couple Lucas Oil last chance races or something like two Bs or something. Yeah, probably. I think that that sounds right. So that's all going on. on What's that? Last couple of years, we've seen a whole bunch of the locals over there just watching the race. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Saltzman Memorial. That's not this weekend. It's going to be, excuse me, the Brandon Saltzman Showdown. It's going to be next weekend, September 23rd and 24th at Shelby County Speedway as a part of the Tiny Lund. Uh, I believe. Imperial Tile threw some extra money down. You can find their entire purse. We'll share that out. That's coming up next Saturday and Friday and Saturday. Nine ninety eight to win on Friday. Twelve ninety eight to win on Saturday. And then the entire Tiny Lund Memorial purse is posted on Shelby County Speedway's Facebook page. You can also find out more information about that race SCS.com. 
I'm hoping to get out there for Saturday. Sounds like I'm going to be a little busy at a garage sale on Friday, but uh, I'm hoping to get down there on Saturday because I really want to go see that new racetrack. Yeah, I mean, that might be something to do. I'll just play it by ear and see how busy I am. How my back's feeling? My back's still sore. <laughs> well, if you need a ride, you know, you can uh, you can always uh, crank up the Tesla and join me. Uh, this weekend's race at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway for the Cup Series is Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern Time, 6.30 Central Time. They're going to practice on Friday from 3.30 to 4.20, and then qualifying will be after that 4.20 to 6.30 on Friday. Coverage will be on USA Network, uh, PRN, and Sirius XM. Get your picks in on time for the Rick Havenridge Pick'ems Contest. And Friday after qualifying, I believe, is the Xfinity race and the truck race. I believe they've got just a one-day show all on Thursday. Uh, you said the truck series? Yep. So get your picks in on time. They're due on Saturday by 6.30 Central Time. Uh, thanks again to Rick Havenridge of Wealth Partners for always supporting the front stretch and uh, presenting the fantasy contest again this year. I think that's all we got. You got anything else we need to talk about? No, I'm going to go sit in front of a fan for a few hours. I drove back from that auction in Des Moines today in a 2016 cargo van that was actually a good running van, very nice piece of equipment, except for the blower motor didn't work. Oh. So there was no AC to drive back from Des Moines. I haven't driven that far with a window open in a car for a long time. (laughs) My arm is like chapped between the sun and the wind. (laughs) All right, guys, there's plenty of racing to go see this weekend. Adams County Speedway, US 30, uh, Jefferson County Speedway, Bristol Motor Speedway. Am I missing anybody? Um, I'm sure there's an an NHRA race somewhere. Probably. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of racing you're missing. But uh, um, uh, is it this weekend? Is the, the Yankee over at Davenport? They've moved it from 300 Speedway to Davenport. I think that's this weekend, too. I thought i saw that was next weekend or is that next weekend i don't know why i was thinking it was this weekend but uh yeah the 24th 6045 to win correct that's the one that i mean when i was working it it was paying 12 and fifteen thousand to win back in the the 90s and uh they would run a two-day show and then they would turn around the following weekend and run another two-day show with a hundred lapper at west liberty yeah All right, guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. That's going to do it for us this week. Make sure to join us next week for another great episode of The Front Stretch presented by Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs. If you love wings, if you love rings and all kinds of other tempting things, great times, great food, get too quick to stake and move. Quaker Steak and Lube is the official watering hole of the front stretch and the home of MAV-TV featuring action from the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Great times, great food, get too quick to steak and lube. Located on Mid-America Drive in Council Bluffs. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information information.
Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the podcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Taylor Computers in Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's gonna run faster, cooler, and the battery's gonna last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back.